T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tiny Tommy McDonald was the last man on the playing field to know when it began to rain. But size meant nothing to Tommy. Team colors and jersey numbers changed, but Tommy never did. He compensated for his short stature with a hearty appetite for gobbling up any pass thrown his way. Any ball that came near me, I wanted to be like a vacuum cleaner. I mean, it was mine. You know, I just, I, I turned me on. <laughs> they don't write them like that anymore, do they? Oh, God, I love that old stuff. Anyway, uh, we brought that in today because this is our Scheib uh, Sports this week, this moment in Philadelphia sports history, and it was on this day, ooh, I forget the year, that Tommy McDonald was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and a man who had a whole lot to do with that. Ray Dinger, my old partner, joins us now. Ray, how are you, pal? Hello, guys. How are you? Glenn, Mike, how's it going? Going well so far, Ray. Great to hear from you. <laughs> Good. He's two Good. hours in, way, and he hasn't quit yet, so we're all right. I know. I know. I've been listening. Doing, doing very well. I'm enjoying it. Uh, the year was 1998. Okay, there you go. And um, it, it uh, as I said, today's the anniversary. You were there. You introduced Tommy. It's an amazing story um, about how, you know, you, he helped you as a kid. You helped him as an adult. And it became a play, and the play is coming this month, uh, or I guess next month, we're still in July, in August, to the Hershey Theater, uh, three days, August 18th through 20th. you got some good uh, good people helping you. Ross Tucker is going to be your guest host one night. Yep, opening night. Opening night, Ross Tucker is going to be there to host the uh, post-show q and I'm uh, really excited about that. He seems like he's bringing most of his family. Uh, there you and, go, uh, sold-out audience. I- yeah, yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. But this, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. I mean, this is ever since we launched Tommy and Me way back in 2016. Uh, we've played in a lot of different theaters uh, all over the area. Uh, but the one place I've always really, really wanted to go is I, I, I wanted to bring the, I wanted to bring the play to Hershey, because that's where it all started. You know, the first time, you know, I met Tommy McDonald. You know, I was a little ten-year-old kid with an autograph book standing outside the locker room door uh, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which was where the Eagles had their training camp in the fifties. Uh, and that was where I met him for the first time. Got his autograph for the first time. He handed me his helmet for the first time and said, "Come on, little brother, let's walk to the practice field." That was where it all started. It all started in Hershey, and you know, I know they had this beautiful theater back in Hershey, and I just always thought, boy, wouldn't it be so cool if we could kind of bring this story back to 
back to its point of origin, you know, and uh, and we're finally going to get a chance to do that uh, August 18th, 19th, and 20th, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. By the way, let me just tell people, tickets for that can be ordered at HersheyTheater.com. Ray, yep. when did you know that this was a story that you had to write, and how did you know that writing a play was the best way to tell it? Um, I, I really felt that... Um, uh, I, I guess the weekend in Canton. I, I guess that this this weekend in Canton, uh, uh, August first, nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, when I was there, and I was in the middle of it, and uh, you know, riding in the parade with him in the open convertible through the streets of Canton. You're riding in an open convertible with your boyhood hero, uh, and there's a quarter of a million people lining the streets cheering, and you're on your way to the Hall of Fame, and you're going to give the speech to present your boyhood hero for induction. I said, "Wow." This is <laughs> this is really a good story, uh, and I, I just really kind of wanted. I've, it took me a while to figure out exactly what I wanted to do with it, but I, I knew I wanted to tell it because the idea of, of the, the whole sort of full circle experience, starting from the time that I was a little kid and he was my boyhood hero, to to this conclusion where you know we're going to be standing together on the steps of the Hall of Fame. It's just a, it's just a great story, and it was just a question of, of what was the best way to tell it. And I I, deci- I really decided let me just give it a try as a play because I think I just think it might work. And um, you know I wrote it and brought it to Joe Canuso at Theater Exile and. Um, 2016, we put it on stage, and here we are, all these years later, and we're still doing it. It's really, it's really been a, it's really been a great, great journey. Well, I said this to you uh, many times before. You created something that is now a permanent part of the arts landscape um, in this area, and um, I mean, I know how many people who have seen it. People have seen it two or three times, as you say. Now you're going out to the Hershey Theater, where people who maybe haven't had the opportunity to see it before will. And um, the best thing I the, I don't know about the best, but one of the things I can say about your play that I think is really important is my wife doesn't give a damn about football, and my wife was unaware of who Tommy McDonald was, and she loves this play, and she's seen it four times, and we'll go to see it a fifth. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a story for sports fans, but it's really a story about. Uh, a relationship between two people that goes on for decades, and it's also a story about a kid becoming a man and how what you expect yourself to be as a kid and what you become. And I think that's that's really the beauty of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. Um, it really is that. It, that's. I think you summed it up very well. Um, and it, it really is an idea of, um, of of a relationship changing over time. I mean, when I was. When I was a little boy, I mean, he he gave me so much in terms of of his friendship, his time, um, you know, taking me for rides around Hershey in his in his cherry red convertible, um, and making me feel when he would call me little brother. I mean, it felt real to me. I mean, it it really felt like we had that kind of relationship. So, uh, I mean, he had a lot to do with me, my life. I mean, I I really think that getting close to him and kind of getting that peek inside the world of pro football kind of gave me the courage to pursue the career that I pursued. So he he did a lot for me back in those days. And then it just worked out in such a way that when I became a sports writer, I'm in a position to kind of give something back to him and kind of mount this campaign to to try and get him into where he belonged. We should have been all along, which was the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1998. Um, it finally all came together. And uh, it's really great. I mean, it's, you know, Tommy passed away a few years ago. But, um, you know, I was talking to his, uh, I was talking to his daughter 
Patricia uh, a couple months ago just when I told her when to tell her that we were coming to Hershey. Uh, and she said, you know, that I'm going to come up there. I want to see this play again because I've seen it every year. And she said, you know what you've done for our family? You've kept Dad alive for us. Uh, and I, I hadn't really thought about that, but uh, but what a beautiful sentiment. And uh, and the fact that we've been able to do this and, and keep Tommy's memory alive has really been a great thing. So, Ray, I have to ask you, um, Eagles training camp has begun. <laughs> what are your plans for oh. week one, Sunday, September 10th, Eagles at Lions? <laughs> um, um, I'm going to be sitting on the couch you know, watching the game on TV. Um, uh, I, everybody, everybody asks the question. I've been asked it so many times. You know, are you really going to have the yellow legal pad out? Uh, and are you really going to be logging the game? And, of course I am. <laughs> of course I am. I'm going to have the yellow legal tablet out, uh, and I'm going to be charting every play, and I'm going to be writing down every coverage, and I'm going to be writing down every personnel package, and uh, I'm going to be logging all the third-down efficiencies and uh, all of that stuff, red zone. Because uh, at this point, after all these years, I don't know any other way to watch a game. I, I really don't know any other way to watch a football game other than doing that. So, yeah, on September the 11th, when the Eagles play the Lions, uh, I'll be doing everything I've done of all these years. The only thing is I'll be doing it on the couch probably with the bulldog net, bulldog in my lap. Okay. One of the things that our listeners want to know is your opinion uh, as an old head on the very, very brisk Eagles practices, which last about 58 minutes um, and uh, involve no hitting. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Um, well, that's the, that's the nature of today's NFL. You know, uh, I I understand it. A, a lot of it is mandated by the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, you know, it, it really is kind of out of the coach's hand to a large degree. You know, how many times you can practice, how long you can practice, how much you can hit. I mean, the coaches can can put their own personal touch on it, I suppose. Uh, but the rules are pretty. The rules are the rules, and you kind of have to observe them. And it's all geared towards player safety. And I'm listen. I'm in favor of that. Um, and if if Nick Sirianni is going to be real careful about the uh, about how physical his camp is and how much hitting there's going to be, you know that was kind of the way they were last year. I mean, I saw it. I was out there last year, and I saw it. And you know, I wondered. Uh, like a lot of people, I wondered if it was tough enough. Uh, but I kind of got his message that we're going to try and keep our team healthy. And if you look at it, for the most part, they were. I mean, they were one of the healthier teams for a team that got racked by injuries for years, was losing guys right and left. You know, last year was one of their better years. So I know this sort of uh, uh, rubs some people the wrong way, that there doesn't seem to be much contact here. But I think it worked for them last year. The one thing I would say about it is if he wants to – if he wants to sort of minimize the hitting, I kind of understand that. Um, but you need the reps. If you're just going, to, you know, guys need to be on the field. Guys need to be on the field. Quarterback sure needs to be on the field. And you can practice without hitting, but you you need reps, 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 and more reps because you have a young quarterback, you have a new receiver who's a receiver who's new to this offense. Devontae Smith, as good as he is, is only in the second year. Um, those guys can only benefit by as many reps as you can give them. So you don't have to have them out there hitting every day. Uh, but you need the reps to be ready to play because the schedule, listen, the schedule lays out in such a way that their first four games are very winnable. Uh, and this team has been hampered now in recent years by getting off to slow starts uh, and having to come from behind. And they've been able to do it, including last year. They fought their way into the playoffs. But 
boy, it would be sweet to start this year 4-0. and So you better be ready. when that, We're talking about that game in Detroit. You better be ready to play that day. And, uh, um, you know, I think that, I, you know, you can cut back on the hitting a little bit because that's the nature of today's NFL. But, boy, you got to get the reps in because you got to get this passing game where you need it to be. Well, that segues to my next question for you here, Ray. Let's pretend for a moment that you're the offensive coordinator or head coach or certainly the play caller of the Eagles. You saw what they did in the second half of last season, running the football. You know all the questions about Jalen Hurts. You know that they have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. What's the best way for them to run this offense? And what way do you think they need to run this offense uh, to be kind of, for lack of a better way of putting it, kind of satisfied with themselves and the way things are supposed to go? Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying, Mike. I, I, I just think this offense, pretty much like every other offense, is, is better when it's balanced. You know, when you can do... I've always thought it's just a very simple formula. I used to, Andy and I used to talk about this all the time when I used to tell him he needed to run the ball more. <laughs> and he told <laughs> oh, I'm me sure he welcomed own, that, yeah. Yeah, and, and Andy, Andy always heard told me to mind your own business. But, uh, but, I, uh, but my, my philosophy was, and I said it so many times, that Andy, you're, you're a much better team if you can do two things instead of just one. I mean, it's hard to argue against that. I mean, if you can run it and throw it, you're a better team than if you're just doing one thing. Uh, and that not just applies to that team, but it applies across the board. And I think that with this team, too. I mean, they certainly demonstrate last year they can run it. Uh, and they have the offensive line back, and uh, they have backs, and they certainly have a quarterback that's efficient RPOing it. So they can run the ball. There's no question about that. They can run it on pretty much anybody. Um, but to really, to really ramp this offense up, they need to have have a more balanced attack, and they need to be able to throw it. And I, people keep talking to me about, you know, Jay, I don't know if Jalen Hurts has a strong enough arm. It's, it's it's not about arm strength. You know, it's not just purely about arm strength. It's really about being efficient uh, in your passing game. It's being able to throw the ball accurately and throw it on time. I mean, last year in the last eight games, you know, he only threw Jalen Hurts only threw four touch threw four touchdown passes in the red zone last eight games. Um, and he was 31st in completion percentage in the red zone. Yeah. Now, that's not about throwing the ball far. Mm-hmm. And that's not about arm strength. That's about executing in the narrow windows that they give you in the NFL. That's where he has to get better. You know, he doesn't have to develop a Brett Favre arm or an Elway arm. He never will. He's just not built that way. But he, but he can be a winning quarterback if he becomes efficient in the areas where he has to be efficient, which are in those you know, 12 to 18-yard digs, those slants, that all that stuff they're got to run the offense, and especially from the 20-yard line on in. If he can get really efficient down there, and I think adding Brown to the offense is going to help them in that regard, then they'll be approaching that balanced offense that you need to win in the NFL. I, you know, I really think that they have a chance to be pretty good this year. I, I really do. Love I'm, it. I'm, exci- I'm excited about that. I love that. Ray, real quickly, I want to segue into the Phillies. I told you before the season they were going to make the playoffs. You scoffed. Are you with me now? <laughs> Come on, Ray. Well, I, Bandwagon's <laughs> got room for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I think that, listen, I, I think that they will probably be one of three teams fighting for the last playoff spot. You know, the way I look at it, there's probably, you know, you're going to, you know, you got the Mets and the Braves are going to go from the east. Uh, Dodgers and the Padres are going to go from the west. You're going to get one team out of the central, probably Milwaukee. Uh, and then you've got one spot left. And I think there's going to be three teams fighting for it. It's going to be the Phillies, the Cardinals, and the Giants. And the Giants, to me, look like they're going in the wrong direction. Yep. So, you know, I think they'll be there in September. Uh, if, if, they can just, if they can just hang in kind of where they are right now uh, and, and until Harper gets back, then, 
Yeah, then I think that uh, I think they have a shot to get to the yeah, postseason. Look at you today, all fun wow. and smiles. So Ray, uh, I I miss you, pal. I do. It was great to see you the other day for lunch. I enjoyed and, it. Uh, and you know, I I needed two guys uh, here. I don't even want to say replace you because nobody replaces you. But I got Mike Sealski on Saturdays, Jody McDonald on Sundays. Ray. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm. I'm I'm delighted for you because you and I talked about this. You know, we talked, I mean, you knew months before my announcement where I was going with this. And we talked a lot about what you wanted to do. And, you know, I knew the, I, you know, I knew the direction you wanted to go with the show. And we talked about guys. And, you know, we both said right away that I thought Mike, Mike was a perfect guy. I mean, Jody was a given because you had the great history with Jody. And you guys are great together. You really are. Uh, but of, of the other guys... You know, I just thought Mike was just a natural fit, and I, I have no doubt. I mean, I've done stuff with Mike. Mike and I have done some stuff together. Uh, he's been kind enough to come out to Tommy and me not once but twice to do the Q&A. And Mike's great. And, you know, Mike is great, and you two guys together, I think you've shown it just in the first two hours today. It's going to be a terrific partnership. So, you know, I'm, I'm like everybody else in the audience. I can't, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to tune in every Saturday. Checks in the mail, Ray. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Ray, I got somebody who wants to say hi to you. It's a member of your cast coming out to Hershey, Frank Nardi. Hey, Frank. What? Hey, Ray. How you doing? Hello, Frank. Great to hear from you. Are you all excited about going to Hershey, man? Oh, I can't wait. Like you were saying, I can't wait to bring it back to where it all began. By the way, Frank plays young Tommy McDonald. So, Frank, I, I don't know if you heard the intro into this where we played Tommy getting excited. Not that you, oh, I, I heard, listen, I've heard you do it perfectly, but even a little more inspiration for you. Those were some of the clips that I was able to listen to so I could sort of get into, uh, into character and sort of learn that little twang that Tommy had in his voice. I know it's going to be it, it's it's really going to be great, and uh, you know we had to find a, a new a, a new actor to play the young me because all these uh, all the guys they keep outgrowing it, uh, and unfortunately it's not like Bart Simpson where you draw the eight year old and he stays eight year old forever. <laughs> yeah, you know, these yeah these kids grow up, so we have to we had to keep changing, and uh, so we've got a new a new young Ray, but. Uh, we're we're really looking forward to it. I know that uh, I've talked to Tom Teddy and Matt Pfeiffer, and we we can't wait to get going. August eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth. It's going to be great. Frank, I got to run. I appreciate you checking in. We'll see yeah, you soon. Absolutely. Looking forward to see everybody in Hershey. All right. Thank All you right. so much. All Thanks, right. Frank. See you there. So, Ray, for a guy in retirement, I just have to say, let let's go through this, okay? You mm-hmm. got the Hershey Theater coming up August eighteenth, nineteenth, twenty. Right. Uh, tickets at the com. Tomorrow. You're schlepping out to Lancaster, Ray? Yes. I'm sure your wife's delighted about that retirement Sunday. <laughs> you got a book signing at the Barnes & Noble in Lancaster from 1 to 3 at the Red Rose Commons on Fruitville Pike. Right. All right. Well, you'll knock them dead there. And then um, coming up in September, actually, you and I have a thing together. I'm looking forward to this. I get to play James Lipton. Uh, yes, you do. We're doing a, a Ray Dinger profile at the uh, Speaker Series at the Uptown Performing Arts Center in Westchester, September 7th at 7 p.m. Tickets, I, Ray, I'm really looking forward. Just you and I on a stage is going to be a lot of fun. Tickets. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. I mean, because that's, you know, that's the Wednesday. That's the Wednesday that the NFL regular season kicks off. So we'll have, um, you know, interest will be at its height. And it'll be great to just be back together with you again. It yep. will be a delight. There you go. <laughs> I, I'll do the, all the uh, James Lippin. What is your favorite word? <laughs> Uh, tickets available at uptownwestchester.org. Uh, hey, pal, it's always nice to talk to you. Right. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for the good words. And uh, I will 
I will do my best to uh, to hit the mark of excellence in the standard that you established. Hey man, you're going to do you're going to do just fine. I mean, you guys together, it's it's going to be great. I, it really is. I'm I'm really looking forward to listening to you every week, and um, I hope you don't mind if I pop on now and again just uh, just to say hi. No, that's not allowed. I don't believe that's going to be a problem. <laughs> All right, buddy. Be well. I'll talk. Right. To you, I'll talk Take to you this care, week. Fellas. See All right, ya. see Take you. Care, Ray. There you go. Great guy. No, that was that was wonderful, uh, and really I'm very nice. appreciative of what he said. There you go. You got the papal blessing right there. Yeah, we can see the smoke out at 24th and <laughs> Market right now. Is it the white puff or the black? I forget which is the puff when they get the new puff. I don't know. With Ray, it's it's got to be Kelly Green. There guess, you right? go. Nicely done. Uh, Mike and Maple Glenn joins us. Hey, Mike. Hi. How you doing? All Best right. of luck in your new show. Thanks. Uh, I, I know it's an honor to follow Ray. It's the white smoke. Tells you I have a pope. Uh, there you go. Thank you. Uh, the um, Phillies uh, can can get the ninety four wins if they go twenty seven and ten. I know it's going to be tough, but yeah, against I, the Cubs, Pirates, yeah, a little you know, ambitious group, and then just go five hundred fourteen thirteen against the rest of their schedule. So they have a chance, and this pitching staff is at a half a run less than they were last year. So without any addition, they've already lowered the runs they're giving up even with a terrible defense. So are you saying you don't see a need for a move? Is that what you're um, saying? I, when I called in, I said, I want to talk about what happens if they can't do anything. Okay. So ah, if okay. they remain status quo, there's still a shot at winning. You know, it's it's interesting, Mike, because as I said earlier in the show, as much as Dave Dombrowski has a pension for the big move, and he has said, you know, I love superstars, I, I just wonder what the level of hesitation on his part will be in moving some of these prospects. Do I think they're going to make a move? Yes, I do. Do I think it's necessarily going to be on the scale that a lot of people might want? Maybe not you, but a lot of other Phillies fans. That I'm not sure about. Yeah. And that's, you know, so I'm just, I'm still going to be hopeful if they don't make a move. Okay. If they do make a move, I think that it only increases their chance to get to 94. I like your optimism. I don't know about 94. I think you get in the playoffs with about 87. Now, 94 gets you well they're not going to win the division the Mets are no. there the Braves are there they're not going to do that but I guess you get a higher seed in the playoffs you get you, right the sixth seed gets no home games in the playoffs is that the way it works can't possibly right yeah yeah so I mean a higher seed will help them that that would be good by the way the uh, segment with Ray and the Tommy McDonald uh, moment was our Scheib Sports This Week in Philadelphia Sports History, brought to you by Scheib Sports. Visit them at their Center City location or at scheibsports.com. And let me say that this hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank, business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. 215-592-9494. Your call is coming up with Mike Sielski. I'm Glenn Macnow on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.